The S&P 500 rallies past its last summer peak levels as the idea that the Federal Reserve will pose hiking interest rates matures investors' minds, but only a soft inflation report from the U.S. could actually tell if they are right or not. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So it was just another day, another high for the S&P 500, which finally exceeded last summer peak levels and recovered to the highest levels since April 2022 on hope that we could see a sufficiently soft inflation data from the US, which could then chase the hawkish Federal Reserve clouds away and clear the sky for a Federal Reserve post for this tightening policy. So the very much important US inflation data is due today as the Federal Reserve also begins its two-day monetary policy meeting. But the thing is, the expectations for inflation are rather soft, which actually make them harder to beat because the U.S. headline inflation is expected to have eased from 4.9% to 4.1% in May. Uh, core inflation, so excluding food and energy prices, is expected to have softened from 5.5% to 5.3% over the same month. On a monthly basis, the score CPI is expected to have risen at 0.4%, the same speed as last month as price increases in services and rents remain actually quite sticky for the moment. Now, one encouraging piece of data, however, is the falling inflation expectations because the latest survey from the New York Fed actually showed that the one-year inflation expectations in the U.S. further fell to 4.1%, although we saw some uptick in the three-year expectation to the 3% mark. Now, what's interesting here is actually the idea that the U.S. consumers now get used to the idea that, yes, inflation will slow from their actual levels, but we will not return to the 2% inflation era anytime soon. And both the U.S. and Europe should accept and learn to live with higher inflation levels. There are probably closer to 3 to 4% range rather than the 2% and below area as has been the case for the past decade. And in fact, the trade war with China, war in Ukraine, energy crisis, the energy transition as a result of the energy crisis, reindustrialization and onshoring are all inflationary factors and will make the Federal Reserve's job of reaching a 2% inflation target rather complicated moving forward. But that does not mean, obviously, that the Federal Reserve will hike its interest rates forever. Now, we don't see that when we look at the S&P 500 chart, but since last year, and as a result of 500 basis point hike from the Fed in just 15 months, three U.S. regional banks actually did collapse this year. Mortgage rates around the world took a lift. Credit conditions actually did tighten, while Americans' credit card debt is up by 17% since last year. And the total credit card our debt is now close to the record of 1 trillion US dollars. So it makes it roughly $5,700 of credit card debt by person living in the US. So that 1 trillion US dollar credit card debt is what's obviously happening behind the heavy curtains of the strong US 
consumer spending, which keeps both inflation and growth in the US resilient to the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes. But how much longer the situation could last is yet to be seen. I think as long as Americans actually keep their jobs and or find one quite easily, we could kick this can down the road quite easily. But if we start seeing trouble in the US jobs market, then we could see that the deterioration could be quite, quite rapid from the actual levels. Rapid enough indeed to convince the Federal Reserve to stop its quantitative tightening and reverse the interest rate hikes as soon as by the fourth quarter of this year. But for now, we're not there just yet. It's just a view, a long-term view. The Fed will likely skip a rate hike at this week's monetary policy meeting, but the strength of today's inflation data will actually shake expectations for the Federal Reserve's July meeting. A sufficiently soft inflation data from the US today could actually nourish the idea of a policy tightening pose in July, whereas any uptick that we might see in inflation figures today in the US will likely cement the idea of another 25 base point hike from the FOMC in July meeting. And there's actually room for some hawkish pricing on that end these days. And the rally that we see in the US stock markets is actually driven by the soft Federal Reserve expectations these days. So it's quite fair to assume that if today's inflation data in the US doesn't please investors, the recent gains that we saw in equities will likely be at jeopardy. Although the economic data, the inflation data should be really, really shocking to the upside to bring the idea of a 25 base point hike back on the table for this week FOMC meeting. And while equity traders seem kind of relaxed with the Fed and the financial conditions, the bond traders are a bit more skeptical in this jungle of expectations, really. The U.S. two-year yield remains on a positive path for now, even though the sell-off in the sovereign bonds may be losing some steam as a result of the softening Fed expectations. But the outlook in U.S. sovereigns will remain negative until we have a strong hint that the Fed hikes are over. In the FX, the U.S. dollar is softer these days, and sufficiently soft U.S. inflation data today could actually push the euro dollar past its 100-day moving average, which currently stands near the 108 mark. And regarding the equity rally, back to that again, there are actually many diverging opinions about what happens next. Now, some investors out there think that the big technology-led equity rally this year should continue, uh, but with the rest of the market and rest of the sectors due to catch up their technology peers, so advance faster. And if you compare the S&P 500's equal weight index to the original S&P 500, which is based on market capitalization and therefore has a heavy, heavy technology concentration in it, we actually see that the S&P 500's equal weight index fell uh, further behind the S&P 500 during the bank crisis in March and recovered slower after it. So some investors expect equal weight S&P 500 to converge toward the market cap weighted S&P 500, which is the original one. But some other things that the S&P 500's fresh bull market right now is just an illusion and that it doesn't mean that the bear market is 
over. And in this context, Morgan Stanley, for example, points at the 1940s when the S&P 500 rallied around 24% before falling to a new low. Now, I think that the truth is certainly somewhere in between these two extremes. The S&P 500 is now actually approaching the overbought market conditions, and that will certainly bring at least some investors to take their profits and walk away. And the big technology names, which saw the strongest, strongest rally since the beginning of this year, are potentially where the profit-taking will be happening because of the high prices. On the individual stocks front, Apple, for example, is at the overbought trading conditions near its all-time high levels, while Tesla's exponential rise in the stock price, although backed by reasonably positive news of uh, lately, has clearly, clearly incorporated all the benefits and all the gains that the company will be making thanks to the big names like GM and Ford adopting its charging format. Now, the share price of Tesla is now heavily, heavily overbought and it is now vulnerable to any profit taking above the $250 per share level. Now, last but not least, Credo was hit by another wave of sell-off at yesterday's trading session, which sent the barrel of American crude below the $67 per barrel level. News that the discounted Russian oil came to Pakistan for the very first time certainly back Goldman Sachs' expectation of increased supply from sanctioned countries like Russia, for example, which would not only increase the global oil supply levels, but they will do so with cheaper oil than what the Americans sell right now. So I expect further downside pressure in oil prices from the actual levels and see the next support at around the $65 per barrel level. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşköy and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your interesting and insightful feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading